This is the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode six, and I have Nadir. Nadir was on season one, episode seven, The People Cyclist, so check that out when you get a chance. I want to thank Nadir again for being a guest and sharing his knowledge on how one should train for a century bike ride. Thank you so much. Welcome back to the podcast, Nadir. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, Tay. Um, before we get into how one should prepare for a, uh, a century ride, can you tell us a little bit about the epic cycling um, trip that you took to D.C. Um, in August? Yeah, this was an, an amazing um, trip that was coordinated by a brother named Hassan. Um, it, it, it was so epic. It's hard to describe. Um, so I'll try and give you the brief form. Uh, the year before we had did, did the trip and it was successful. So this was the second year. Uh, the, the thing about this year was that we had more people join in to complete the ride with us as we did five people the first year. This year we had 12 people ride. And in addition to that, we had a host of people come out and ride the first leg with us to Philly and also cheer us on. But the biggest thing was arriving in D.C. the third day and meeting the students who were the recipients of the scholarships that we had funds that we had raised for them. Um, each day had its own task and its own difficulty in its own reward. You know, the first day you're riding and you're thinking like, why am I doing this? What's the reason? Why do I need to be out here and I got to do this two more days? <laughs> you know, and once you get the sec first day under your belt and then the second day, for me, the second day was my best day. I, I was in beast mode. You know, I was like, I'm out here for a cause and we're going to go get this done. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we rode hard and we had, a, I mean, from here to D.C., you wouldn't know it, but there's a lot of hills. Second day was a lot of climbing, a lot of climbing. And then the third day, it was just about, OK, this is it. We're getting it done. We got we for a great cause, uh, had a good host of people. We had a good support system. You know, the people who were driving the SAG vehicles, supporting us along the way. It was excellent. And like I said, when we arrived at Howard and saw the students waiting for us, it was like it made it all worth it. And I would have done it again the next day mm. to get that result. You know, so I made a commitment to do this every year for the rest of my life that I'm able to. I'm going to do this ride and hopefully it'll get bigger and better each year. In fact, Last year, we raised $35,000. Wow. Um, this year, we're shooting for $50,000. Nice. Uh, we were able to give three students last year $10,000 apiece. So now we're shooting for five students, $50,000. Wow, that's amazing. I know, and I, I know you will raise that, that much. Yes, I have no doubt we're going to do it because... Like I said, we have a we have a lot of people supporting. Um, we have people who are committed to this, who have 
extreme amount of drive and great resources, you know, so we, we, we're looking good. We're looking good. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Hopefully I can join this year. I hope I'm praying that you will. <laughs> I pray. We, listen, what was epic about last year, we had one female rider that rode the whole ride and she did an amazing job. She called me two weeks, maybe a week before, almost close to two weeks. And she said, Nadia, I don't know if I'm going to be in shape. I said, no, no, no. You're going to you're going to do it. And I said, if I have to, you have to hold my wheel the whole way. You're going to make it through. And her first day, she was dying. She was dying. I mean, she had nothing in her tank, but she wouldn't quit. Mm-hmm. And she did. She made she did the whole ride. She did the whole ride. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to next this year coming. And I hope that you're on board with us. I, th- I believe this year we're going to do August 7th that weekend. August seventh. Okay. Yes, I'll double check in and, and I'll let you know for sure. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this year again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's so amazing. Yeah. And so dope. And how many miles was it total? Total, uh, I believe it was two hundred and eighty-three miles total uh, in the three-day period. Okay. Yeah, there was there was no day that we rode a hundred. So I think we did like 90, then 80, then 70 or something like that. Um, so, yeah. So it was, you know, pretty much the days were, uh, equal in mileage, uh, maybe, uh, varied in difficulty. Like I said, the first day it was mostly flat. The second two days was the climbing. Mm. Yeah. Woo. That's dope. Yeah. So, We'll jump right into it. How, how many centuries have you done? Woo! I can't count. <laughs> I can't count. I I can take you back to my first century. Um, I don't even remember what year it was, but I remember it was when I first started riding with Major Taylor, and they were doing this um, the Seagull Century, and so they normally ride to the century which is like a two-day ride to get mm-hmm. to maryland and i was like ah, i'm not ready for that <laughs> uh, so in fact i bought my first road bike to do that century mm. i was because i used to ride a mountain bike on the street i rode a mountain bike i rode a mountain but that was i i swore i would never ride anything but a mountain bike so um I wanted to do the century and I'm like, okay, I got to get a road bike. So I went out and bought a road bike to do that century. And that's what started me on riding road bikes and centuries riding with major Taylor. And that was an excellent ride. I, I tell everybody, if you want to do a century, especially your first century, the seagull century is, is the way to break it in. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I did it last year and Mm -hmm. I mean, the headwind was crazy, but yeah. <laughs> it was a basically a flat ride. Yeah. It, it was like, and I know some people that were going fast, fast, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to just go my little uh, 12 to 14 miles per hour. <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing about doing the century is that you have to know what your speed is you have to know what your energy is 
the mistake I made on my very first century is that I was young and I was a young gun. Mm -hmm. In the first 70 miles, I want to say, I stayed with the front rot, front runners. I stayed on their wheel. I was, I was determined that I was going to ride that ride. And so, I, you know, I'm quite sure you've ridden with Major Taylor. You know that normally they break up into an A group and a B group. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in the A group. I'm not an A rider. But I can push A. I'm a decent B rider. But I can push A. But not 400 miles. Yeah. Whew. So when we got to the 75 mile mark, I was done. I was done. If there was Uber back then, I probably would have. <laughs> okay. There was no Uber back then. So it was nothing to do but spend, keep spinning my wheels another 25 miles. And I got through it. I was banged up. I, but, you know, like you said, that headwind, especially once you come, you know, along the beach area that headwind is, is drastic. Yeah. And uh, I got through it. But I learned something on that century. I learned how to channel my energy at its proper time and not give too much too early. Mm -hmm. Because then you, like I said, my last 25 miles, I was dead. It was just sheer willpower yeah. that got me through the last 25 miles, you know. So that's one of the tricks that I've learned over the years since that time is how to gauge your energy, know how you feel in that particular day, know what your potential is and stay within that range. You know, you push yourself a little bit, but you don't want to, you know, overextend yourself or you're going to you're going to die, you know, literally, you know, kill yourself on the road. And then you you have nothing left in the gas tank and then it's yeah. like it's a struggle. Then there's no fun after that. Exactly. It you is. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so how should one start preparing for a century? Say we'll just pick the seagull century. Mm. How, like, how far in advance? What, what steps should they start to take uh, in training for this hundred mile bike ride? Um, what I would suggest, in, and it depends on the level of rider that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about somebody who's a novice, a beginner, I would say that well in advance, at least three months in advance, you would start uh, what I call progressive riding. And just say Saturday or Sunday is your ride day. Mm -hmm. You would go out and you would ride 30 miles. And try and do 30 miles two or three times within that week coming up to the next week. And then the following week, you add 10 miles. And then you do that consistently until you are up where you can comfortably do 70 miles mm -hmm. in one day, right? Once you can do 70 miles, you can do a century. Because once you get past the 70, 75 mile mark, the rest is, is adrenaline. The rest is going to, you know, your adrenaline is going to pull you. But if you have a chance to go further than that, I would even go further than that. But like I said, you know, you start at 30 miles. If you're a novice, a beginner, you want to start at 30 miles and you're going to build 10 miles each week. Mm -hmm. And then try to ride two or three times during the week, get that 30 mile in. 
or at least ride two, three, maybe four times a week where you're getting some base miles in and you're getting your cyst bone used to sitting on the saddle for that amount of time. Because when you do a century, you're not going to do 100 miles at one time. Most people are going to break it up into 20-mile increments. You stop every 20 miles, take mm-hmm. a bathroom break, get, you know, um, refill your water bottles and so on and so forth. You know, you have people who are already used to riding that may push it past there. Mm-hmm. But a decent century for myself, and and I've done it at varying, various levels, I would say 20, 25 miles, you want to stop and, you know, refresh, stretch your legs, refill your water bottles, and then, you know, keep it pushing. But I think that's probably the best way to prepare for a century as far as riding. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do a century and you want to be more comfortable or more um, inept at it, then you, you know, you add your exercises, like you should be doing, you know, core and strength training, sit-ups, squats, um, you know, leg lifts, things that's going to build your core. Because that's where your energy is really going to be channeled from, is, is the core. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you want to do those things, building your endurance so that you're not struggling so much through the century. And the less you struggle, the more fun you're going to be able to have. The more fun that you're going to be able to have it makes the ride easier. Yeah. But when you're struggling, especially if you're 30 mile point and you got 70 ahead of you you got a bad day you got a bad day you know that's when you call the uber (laughs) yeah that's when you call the uber that's when it's like you know what maybe today is not my day you know but i i recently was on a century where young a gentleman young guy too 30 miles out he was dead in the water he was struggling and he refused to quit. Mm. It made the ride a whole lot longer. He got through it. He did it. But it was not pretty. Mm. It was not pretty. You know, we were waiting for him. And every, every time we stopped, we were waiting 10, 20 minutes before he, he would arrive. We would rest. We would let him go first. Then we, the group would pass him. And still have to wait for him at the next rec stop because he was, he just, he didn't have it. You know, I don't know what, I don't know if he partied the night before or what, but he just, 30 miles out, he was done. You know, so, you know, like I said, you you have to know your, um, you have to know your drive, know how to channel your energy. Definitely, you know, uh, taking a good diet. Um, putting the things inside of your body that's going to fortify your body, that's going to give you the strength, um, having a good mindset and desire to do 100 miles. And, you know, because really, it's not a lot of fun doing 100 miles. <laughs> it's not a lot of fun. It's a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, what I find is the camaraderie Mm-hmm. of riding with people brings about the fun but yeah. it's not fun riding a century 
I mean, I've done solo centuries. I'm not out there having fun. I'm just <laughs> doing something because this is what I love to do. Yeah. You know. So speaking of diet, what would what types of foods do you suggest people eat before, say a couple of days before, and then during the ride um, to, yeah, just like what should people be eating? Well, that is actually going to vary from person to person. Mm-hmm. I often advise people to, a few days before the ride, build up on your pasta intake because mm-hmm. you want because you're going to burn a lot of carbs. Yeah. So you you want you want to you want to have a high carb intake a few days prior, especially the night before. I, I normally have a pasta meal the night before. Um, the during the ride, I don't like to eat a lot mm-hmm. because you know you get sluggish. So I normally take like the energy bars and the goose mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And maybe if if I'm in an area where I can stop, I'll grab a slice of pizza or something like that. Some guys, I see them, they're out there eating fried chicken. <laughs> you know, they peanut butter and jelly is good enough for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly is a great staple when riding. I see guys eating fried chicken, they eat burgers. I'm like, how do you eat like that when you're riding? Because that sits on your stomach. Yeah. But like I said, each person is different. You know, for me, I need to have, you know, my internal empty, just, you know, with enough to fortify my body. But I don't, I can't be riding on a a full stomach like that, you know. Yeah. oatmeal, Oatmeal in the morning. Boiled eggs, bananas, things that are light, but that's going to stay with you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I usually take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, during one century, I took, um, I think it was seagull. I took some um, pickles yes. with me. Yes. Pickles, then, yeah. pickles are excellent. It stops the cramping. And it gives you a little bit of energy. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, so then, okay, so now you, you're you doing your century. Okay, you should stop. Well, I know for me, I stop at every rest stop because I have to go to the restroom. <laughs> uh-huh. And I just want to get off the bike. Right. Um, stretch my legs. And then um, the, when I did the seagull century, um, my was it the seagull or spellbound it was one century oh seagull i had i got a flat tire at like two miles out from the uh, wow (laughs) two miles out from the finish i did not get off that bike because i'm like if i get off this bike (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna finish um but i pushed through but my but spellbound i did spellbound um and that was a tough one for me because mm-hmm. I hadn't trained like I should have. Right. So um, it was hot. It was, it's mm. the end of July, so it was hot. Yes. <laughs> My Garmin died. 
uh my phone died uh, <laughs> wow i was just like oh my gosh but like you said the camaraderie there were people there you know like oh you got it you got it we can make it and i was following some people and then at one point i was leading the people so it was it was so dope i was so happy to get off the bike I was so happy to cross that finish line, right. get my medal. Like I was just like, thank you, Lord. That that you that feeling finish of that feeling of accomplishment was there. I was like, yes. you can't tell me nothing for the rest. Of, <laughs> can't say nothing to me for the rest of the week. And that's the drive. That's the drive. It's the finish, knowing that you've got an accomplishment, even. If you've done it before, for me, it's like, okay, I've done it before, but I still have the ability to do it again. Where at my age, you know, there's so many younger guys who can't do, are not blessed to be able to do what I can do. Mm -hmm. So it's a sense of accomplishment for me. You know, each century that I do, I'm like, hey, listen, that's 100 miles more than a whole lot of people did today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought that I would do a century ride, like a mm. hundred miles for what? But then, you know, you, you do one and you're like, oh, I, I can do another one. And you want to challenge yourself. And like you said, it's all knowing your your limits and your ability. Don't push yourself o- over the edge where it's just mm-hmm. like you're, now you are no good for a week because <laughs> you wanted to push yourself. But I, I definitely say challenge yourself. So yeah. then so then after the ride is over, what should one do? How do they recover? We talk about mm-hmm. this recovery ride. Like what 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 do what would you normally do and then what would you normally um consume as far as food um after a century ride? After the ride I'm going to eat whatever I find to be delicious. <laughs> I'm going to eat something very good and filling. I'm not concerned about carbs. I'm not concerned about protein. I'm concerned about taste mm-hmm. and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I need because, like I said, normally I'm not going to eat any enjoyable food. I'm going to eat peanut butter and jelly. I'm going to eat granola bars. I'm going to eat uh, oatmeal bars, stuff like that, that are not necessarily um, enjoyment food. Mm -hmm. It's it's sustenance. Mm -hmm. You know, something that's good for you that's going to help you get through. But that's not what, that's not my go-to for enjoyment. Yeah. So when I finish, I'm looking for steak, I'm looking for shrimp. I'm looking for everything that's good, drippy burgers, everything that's good <laughs> that's going to that's gonna fill me. You know, some people have a strict diet. I don't have a strict diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that eat what I want to eat person. That's why I exercise. That's why I ride every day mm-hmm. so I can eat what I want to eat. But other people, they have a strict regimen. They don't eat this. They're vegans or so on and so forth. To each his own, you know, and again, you're going to have to know what your body structure is, what works for you. And each individual is going to be their own individual. 
You can kind of take some tips from other people, but you really have to find out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. as far as the recovery ride, the recovery ride is basically a ride that you're going to do the day after just to open your legs back up. So just to remove some of that stiffness. Mm-hmm. Because when the next day, if you don't do anything, your muscles are going to start to restrict and contract and get tight. So you just want to get on the bike. Some people do maybe a 10-mile recovery. Some people do three-mile. It, it all depends on, again, yourself, your body. Normally, after a century, centuries are, I'm going to do a century, say, on a Sunday. Normally, I'm going to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So my recovery ride is five miles because I got to go to work. If I'm off from work, I'm going to probably do something longer. Um, and my recovery ride is going to be me spinning mm. to, you know, to get the legs working, to open the legs back up. So it's going to be a spin. It's not going to be a, a grind. It's not going to be mashing. It's going to be me spinning. So to get the legs active, open back up, you know, stretch the muscles out a little bit, just a little something to say, hey, okay, muscles, you, you know, I know you worked yesterday, but we got to do something today. We aren't, we're not going to do too much. We're just going to do a little something. So that reduces all of the stiffness that you may have if you just lay around and don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, we don't want that. <laughs> right. Right. You want to, you want to stay moving. You want to stay moving. The act, the more active you are, the better it's going to be. Yeah. You know? um, one after one um, century, I didn't get on a bike because my behind was sore. So uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to stay on the bike. But I did get on my skates and skate around. And okay. The, you know, a few miles moving my legs. But right. <laughs> my butt was hurting. I was like, I'm not getting on this bike. <laughs> I'm not yeah. And, and that's the thing. You have to get good equipment. Yeah. And you have to ride enough so that you build up the tolerance in your cyst bone mm-hmm. so that you don't have that saddle sore. Yeah. Because if you get off the bike and you have that saddle sore, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get back on the bike for a while. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're absolutely right about like good um, kits, bibs, because I, I had pair of shorts on and I'm like I don't think these shorts <laughs> mm. these shorts didn't do it I wore the wrong shorts for the century ride oh my gosh and I just had yeah. to put through <laughs> and yeah, that was they... it that was it like I was fine everywhere else it was just my behind I was like damn they make kits that have the century gel pad mm. so that's what is suggested when you look for your equipment like for me as far as jerseys, I don't spend a lot of money on jerseys. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them people who have to have the Ra Ha or the Pearl Izumi jersey. But 
but I will spend money on a good pair of padded shorts. Yeah, yeah. Because you're talking about you sitting on your butt for 100 plus miles. Mm-hmm. You got to protect it. Yeah. Got to yeah. have a good saddle. You're you know? absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's... <laughs> Got to get fitted for your bike so that you're sitting properly. Mm-hmm. Your seat position is proper. And again, everybody's body structure mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. Some people might need their saddle tilted a little to the front. Some people might need to tilt it tilted a little to the back or straight. But that's something that you have to learn about yourself yeah. um, so that you can maximize your comfortability and be able to maximize your effort because if you're not comfortable, you're not going to be able to put out the type of effort that you w- would be when you're comfortable. Yep. I agree. Speak from experience. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a science. It's a science. You know, some people just think just jump on the bike and ride, but it's a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to be successful and you want to advance, you know, if you just want to be a novice rider and just ride around, then okay, that's okay. But if you want to go out and you want to do a century and you don't want to be hurting tremendously, then these are the steps that you have to take. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You especially on a century, you want to be as comfortable as possible. Yes, yes, because like I said, it's not fun. You're not going to be out there having fun. Nobody's cheering like, yeah, 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 I'm on a century. You're out there. You have a goal to meet. You have an accomplishment to 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 you know embark upon. You go. You get it done. At the end, like you say, you get the medal. That's where the joy comes in. <laughs> But from zero to ninety nine, there's no fun. <laughs> it's fun it's, when it's over. Right, right after <laughs> ninety nine. Once you hit that hundred mark, then you having fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a major accomplishment, and hopefully, I can do five this year. That's the okay. goal. Five. Okay. Well, you know that bike for life has its uh, yearly century, Mm -hmm. and we pride ourselves on hosting a beginner's century Mm -hmm. so that uh, this is the century I suggest people ride with us who has never ridden the century before because we're going to be instructing you throughout the century. We're not going out there hammering. We're going out to get it done at a very moderate pace, Uh, So that way people can kind of learn what it takes to do a century before you go out and jump in some of these big centuries where the people are not catering to you and you kind of left on your own if you're not able to keep up. Yeah. You know, so if if anybody who wants to get a century under their belt but they don't want to get in the situation where they're going to be left on the road where they don't know where they're at, uh, don't know where the turns are. I suggest that they come with Bike for Life and do their year. 
because we're going to support the ride from the beginning to the end. We have SAG support. We have people who are going to instruct you throughout the um, the whole event so that everybody is going to make it home safe and not beat up. That's right. I did it last year. Had a great time. Everyone was so cool. Um, yeah. Now, that century was fun. Well, towards the end, when I had to use the bathroom, that <laughs> like, are we there yet? Yeah. And so, you know, what we tried to do, we tried to maintain a route that was bathroom friendly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that anybody needed to stop, you could stop and not have to go off the route in order mm-hmm. to stop. You know, so we're going to try and do the same thing uh, this year and keep keep it the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know. I'm going to try to bring some people out. Yeah. we got to go out look, there in New Jersey and look, support. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. It was, like I said, that last year was our third century. but That was the first time we opened it up mm-hmm. to, to outside people. Normally, it was just Bike for Life. Yeah. So it was just like three or four of us. So that was the first time we opened it up. And I think we had a pretty decent turnout. You Everybody, did. you know, said they enjoyed themselves. There was one female that, uh, in my estimation, she shouldn't have been out there. She had only did, she had only ridden three rides prior to that. She had did a 15-mile ride and a 17-mile ride. Mm. And she decided she wanted to do a century. I said, you have high ambitions. So we're going to see. And she was hurting throughout the whole entire ride. Well, she refused to give up and she completed the ride, though. Mm-hmm. You know, she completed the ride, but she she was hurting. She, you know, we heard from her afterwards. She thanked us. And said she'd never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know she, she, she thanked us for our support. She thanked us for the hospitality, for the patience. And she, in fact, she even donated a hundred dollars. What? Wow. For, for next year's um, ride, but she said that's it. She, <laughs> she, she won't do it again. She, she, you know, she realized that that just wasn't her thing. Yeah. You know, but she was determined once she started, she was determined that she wasn't going to quit. Yep. And so we stuck with her. We were patient with her. We, you know, I tried to coach her. It was a couple of times I said, listen, there's no shame if you get into SAG, you know? And she's like, I don't SAG. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Well, you you got a long day ahead of you. You know that, right? She's like, yeah. I said, okay, well, as long as you're willing to put forth the effort, we're going to be with you. Nobody's going to quit. Nobody's going to force you into the SAG. So uh, I suggested it a little bit later on. She said, no, I'm not getting in the SAG. Okay, here we go. So she did her little eight miles an hour and got through it. Yeah, pushed through. But, you know, I I give her all the credit in the world because she came out determined to do 100 miles on her third ride. Mm. When she told me she had did three rides and none of the rides was over, 
I think the the longest ride she had did was like 27 miles, I think. And then you're going to jump from 27 to a century? Yeah. Whew. I mean, kudos to her. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think that I would have done that. <laughs> you know. But, you know, everybody has different things that drive them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Are there any last words, any advice for people who are thinking about doing a century? My advice is make up your mind and do it. It's a great accomplishment. Uh, like I said, it's, it might not be fun while you're doing it, but it's fun and fond memories that you're going to have afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's a great accomplishment. Um, and real talk, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But if you desire to do it, uh, put your mind to it, put the effort out, do it. Anybody who rides, you can get through it and know for sure that you just got to know your own self. You got to know your own ride. And like I tell everybody, that's your bike. Ride your ride. Mm. Don't worry about me. You might not be able to ride as fast as me. You might not be able to ride as long as I ride before I stop. That's okay. I've been riding for a very long time. There's people who ride better than me. There's people who ride faster than me. So it's your bike. You got to ride your own ride. And, you know, you, you want to use the people there to try and feed off the energy but you don't want to push yourself to the point where you damage yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you're struggling way more than you have to. You know, you have to know your energy level. You, If you're feeling like there's a time, say, for example, we have a scheduled rest stop that's 10 miles away. But at this point, your tank just got empty. You need to stop mm-hmm. and get yourself together. And you can't say, well, I can't stop because everybody else is not ready to stop. You have to know your body because if you push that 10 miles on an empty tank, nine times out of 10, you're never going to recover. Mm. You're never going to recover because it's like trying to fuel a plane while it's riding, while it's flying. You can't do that. Yeah, You need to stop let everything settle, you know, get the fuel and the hydration that you need and then push on. But if, if you if you overextend yourself and you get damaged out there, the 50 mile mark, now you got 50 more miles of struggle. <laughs> it, it's just it's just not worth it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> When uh, I think it was a seagull. Was it a seagull? Or it was one of the rides. I was good until the 80 mile mark. And I was like, I think it was spellbound. And I was like, ooh, okay, now. These 20 miles were <laughs> 20 miles to go. Yeah. But up until then, I was good. And the last 20 miles, I was like, mm. 
I'll see y'all at the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> People pass it. I'll jump in. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll see y'all. <laughs> I'll see y'all when, when I cross the finish line. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. It's like the last 10 miles, the last 20 miles will be just sheer willpower. It's like mm-hmm. you have nothing left in the tank and it's the muscle memory. The muscles remember what to do. Yeah. So they're just doing it. But it's no oomph. It's no, you know, it's not like you could say, okay, I'm just going to go fast through it. No, it's just like I'm just going to muddle through. And that's okay. You know, just get it done. Yeah. If that's the speed that you have to ride, that's the speed that you have to ride. Tomorrow might be a better day. Or yeah. the next century might be a better century. So, you know, don't get discouraged because somebody appears to be doing better than you because you don't know what their condition is some people may be trained better than you. some people may be have been cycling longer than you you just have to know what's good for you and do what's good for you mm-hmm. i agree <laughs> and try try your best to get with good people who's going to encourage you mm-hmm. some people you know who's going to coach you when you you're struggling because we all have moments of struggle you know we all have moments of struggle and you don't want to be in a group where people are going to look down on you because you're struggling because that becomes um disheartening and mm-hmm. you get dis- discouraged right so you want to be with people who going to you know talk to you you know tell you come on we got this here we got we got this together come on let's go grab my wheel you know they're going to pull you and they're going to push you like that so it's until you get yourself together and you get a couple of centuries under your belt and you know the mechanics of it you know what it takes you know you want to be with somebody who is experienced who can pull you along mm-hmm. makes it that much easier it does having a good group with you yes i mean i was blessed like i said my first two centuries was with major taylor Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a great group of people to ride with because I learned a lot of how to ride to do's not to do from riding with that group, you know, and one thing I'm not sure if I mentioned, and it's extremely important is night before century preparation. I always suggest that people load up on carbs. I normally take a really good pasta meal and some high protein. The morning of the ride, in fact, the day before the ride, you should be hydrating yourself, hydrating yourself. And especially the morning before the ride, you want to make sure you hydrate before you go out so that you're not starting off with an empty tank. Make sure you take with you some money, uh, provisions, drink. You want to take at least two bottles with you that will should get you through at least the first 20, 25 miles before you'll be able to, or stop and need more drink for the average person. Um, but that's extremely important is fortifying yourself the night before. Uh, like I said, with, um, carbs, because you're going to be burning a lot of carbs during the century and that morning taking a really good meal. I like to eat oatmeal, boiled eggs, um, you know, things of that nature, bananas, that's going to give you potassium, help you from cramping. Also, 
pickle juice is extremely good to help with the cramping and to help you stay hydrated. Those things are extremely important. Um, and most people like pickles. So they make these little things, just like they make the goose, they make little packages of pickles, little packages of pickle juice that you can carry in your pocket, take a shot of that, keep yourself you know, lubricated, hydrated well, and you should be able to get through the day without much of a problem. That's right. So make sure you hydrate, you eat like lots of carbs. Uh, pickles are a great snack. Like I mentioned before, I had some pickles with me. And uh, yeah, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Extremely important. Well, that's what's up. I really appreciate all the information that you shared. And I hope the listeners, if you haven't done the century, even if you have done the century, you were able to take something away and prepare for your, your next century. It's a lot, you know, once the weather gets nice, yes. you know, <laughs> century after century after century. Yes, we're going to be out here spinning these wheels. We're going to be calling on the people, you know, here, there, everywhere. We're we out here spinning these wheels. And, you know, we just look forward to the, the cycling community has grown tremendously in the past three years. Mm-hmm. And it's steadily growing, steadily yep. growing. So, you know, I'm loving it. And like I said, I've had years of experience, years of people looking out for me. And so I'm just taking this opportunity to try and pay, you know, give back and pay it forward. You know, so whatever information that I can impart, uh, whatever little knowledge that I have, I'm more than willing to share, more than willing to help and assist any situation to, you know, build and grow this community in a positive fashion. Nice. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, thank you again for being a guest. Definitely. Definitely. This is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and thanks for listening. One more Rolling With Tay podcast. Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling With Tay. Visit the blog rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel Rolling With Tay.